0: Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer.
1: On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between.
0: On this week's episode, we have a range of topics to be delving into. This past weekend was a major one for three very different celebrities who operate in very different realms. Kristen Stewart, Lady Gaga, and Melissa McCarthy, even though they all are quite different, I kind of feel like they'd be a really fun Charlie's Angels trio. And we're going to get into what each of them were doing.
1: I would pre-order a ticket for that show. Yeah,
0: Kristen, Gaga, and Melissa.
1: <laughs> and our lady, Meghan Markle, stepped out with a very bold piece of jewelry, <laughs> which we are very excited to break down for you later.
0: So Julia, have you recovered from the Beyonce news? Uh, we did our emergency podcast last week. I feel like we both had a weekend to kind of take it in. Just curious if you're still in the same height and sense of disbelief and excitement.
1: Well, I was half expecting her and the twins to show up for like a surprise Super Bowl interlude. Yes. And I expected that to be my closure <laughs> on the whole announcement. I still haven't found closure. This is too big.
0: I made a note last night that it was kind of interesting because Lady Gaga sang Telephone as part of her halftime show. You know, it's a hit of hers, but it's not, you know, the biggest in her arsenal. And it's like a Beyonce duet. So I I was thinking to myself, oh my God, there's only one reason she's singing this because it's Beyonce is about to like emerge from the skies in that same outfit from her pregnancy Instagram, probably. (laughs) But then no Beyonce to be seen on the stage of the Super Bowl.
1: I'm waiting for probably the Grammys. I think that's going to be it's next week. Yes. I don't know. Have you had any closure (laughs) about this?
0: I mean, I, I was actually talking to Kelly, our Beyonce pregnancy expert, and she made a good point. That, you know, she could be farther along than we even think.
1: Oh, that's a good call.
0: I mean, because she hasn't been seen in a very long time since the election. She did not look pregnant, at th- really, when the election was happening, but you never really know. She could have been shielding it or something. Maybe she's going to come out at the Grammys with the kids. You're right.
1: Kelly is so great with the celebrity baby conspiracy theories.
0: <laughs> yeah. We were also texting Kelly and I about if uh, Amal Clooney's pregnant as well, based on a Daily Mail kind of insinuating photo post.
1: I feel like I couldn't handle... Amal and Beyonce. Pregnant at the, pregnant the same time. Twins. And the
0: rumor with mall is twins also. So Kelly was saying, can you imagine if there was mall Clooney twins and Beyonce twins in the offing?
1: This planet is not big enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like twins will become the hot. Like us weekly will be like, how do you get twins yourself? You know, it's going to be like the new hot trend. Okay, so let's talk. Did you watch the Super Bowl last night? What did you think of Lady Gaga?
1: I didn't watch it live. I have like a really dark story of what I was doing. I had to do an interview this morning, a Below the Lines production interview. So I was actually watching this Swedish film with subtitles about like a miserable widower wait that, that's what you were watching suicide. you
0: watched that instead of the super bowl I you're definitely the that... only person in the globe who was probably watching this particular movie ever but also like at the time of this
1: a man called ove multiple oscar nominated and i was in the middle of it's been a week of me trying to quit sugar so i was in a really low place <laughs> but i did watch the halftime show later on youtube wait, set the scene. I want to know what your Super Bowl party is.
0: I was writing something up for the um, site about my take on the halftime show. I was like, going to go to a friend's place to watch, and then last minute was like, I'm just going to do this on my own. <laughs> we both had the bleakest Super Bowl nights ever. I was like, camped out by myself in my apartment you're at wherever, you're watching some Swedish movie in the dark lights.
1: The shades drawn.
0: Sugar in a pantry blocked off with chains or something.
1: Sugar Your addiction is real. Worst mood of my life. Well, wait, I was picturing you with like a platter of chocolate (laughs) cupcakes with the little frosted footballs. So that wasn't the case.
0: No, no, that was not the case. There was wine. I had wine on my own. (laughs) (laughs) This is like a a cry for help on both of our parts. (laughs) But he was listening to this and like is our friend. We need help. So wait, but have you seen the Gaga halftime show since?
1: yes and i am not a huge lady gaga fan but any performance that involves acrobatics Mm. and one of those guitar keyboards
0: yeah guitar guitar i love that guitar
1: i am in the bag i am in that all the way so i was bowled over i don't know how they're going to top that what did you think
0: yeah i was actually very impressed i thought it was very athletic and acrobatic and she hit her marks you know what i mean I was saying to someone this morning it wasn't so much to me sometimes you see a performance that feels completely effortless and you're like oh they're woke up and just can float through space doing somersaults and singing beautifully like no it seemed like she really rehearsed this But it was very kind of formidable and powerful. And I thought she sounded great. Her voice has sounded so good the whole time. I was thinking about what it would feel like to be on this stage on your own. She was only like, I think, the eighth person to never have a special guest for her halftime show. And to just command that stage for 13 minutes on your own. That's crazy.
1: It was the pick-me-up I needed after finishing that Swedish drama. (laughs) Especially compared to last year, Chris Martin and Coldplay on that grand piano, and he had to welcome like 18 different guests. guests, including Beyonce. And the fact that Lady Gaga did that herself with her incredible team of backup dancers, but no other cameo, I don't know how they're going to beat it. Even Beyonce, I don't know how Beyonce would have. The fireworks, and then when she ended it by catching the football.
0: football I know, I was.
1: That really stressed me out. <laughs> well, that's
0: the thing. Like, what if she hadn't caught the football? I had so much anxiety when I realized that she was going to have a football thrown at her. <laughs> I was
1: like, <laughs> Same here. This is why we could not be performers, Shaw.
0: <laughs> Aside from like 800 other reasons. But yeah, no, it was a very affecting. And also I thought it was, you know, there was so much talk before, would she be political? Would she say anything about Donald Trump? Because like the night after the election, she protested in front of Trump Tower. And I thought she actually handled it in kind of a subtle but effective way. She, you know, sang Born This Way, which obviously the message of that song is it shouldn't necessarily be political or, you know, in normal times. But based on everything that's going on right now, it had this kind of very poignant effect to it. You know, she sang at the beginning, God Bless America and This Land is Your Land, which people have picked up on was kind of a protest anthem in its own way. I feel like she chose to kind of let the music and the artistry and sort of what she was composing with the whole order of the songs make her point for her, which I loved.
1: My other thought that was running through the entire performance was I can't picture one male performer who could have done everything she did, like all the dancing, diving off the stage, all of the dance moves in those huge heels, aside from maybe Michael Jackson.
0: Yeah, I think she said Michael Jackson and Bruce Springsteen were the performances for the Super Bowl halftime shows that were her favorite. So that kind of makes sense. Also, I love that she actually, like, dances and is full-on pop star. I feel like there isn't so much of that these days. Like, so many of them just kind of, like, flail around and sit around and, you know.
1: I know. I want that to be my new, like, workout routine. I'm just going to attempt to duplicate the Lady Gaga that halftime show.
0: With the guitar and the... Oh, my God, I'd love to see you recreate that thing where she, like, drops off from the wire from the top of the stadium. <laughs> If someone said they would set that up for you to like fall into the stadium, would you do it and you'd be held up by wires or would you be too scared?
1: I would be too scared, I think. Would you be able to do it? I don't know.
0: With like some of that glitter eye makeup on? Like I oh, feel like that would be cool.
1: <laughs> I would be the person on the stage who, like, held the microphone for you.
0: Oh, yeah, I would, that'd be great. Well,
1: you're on your kitar.
0: What did look fun was when she jumped Black Swan style at the end, when she caught the football and just fell off the stage.
1: I know, but I was waving myself. I did not want her to drop that football. I was like, why are you going to catch a football after every single perfect step?
0: She also didn't seem that out of breath, which I also found kind of amazing.
1: I would watch the behind-the-scenes documentary about how long she had to prep for that.
0: Yeah, I read somewhere that she was training for this by doing really intensive cardio on some sort of Stairmaster elliptical thing. And while she was doing that cardio, she was belting out the whole set list from the super bowl so that she could sing while she did it which i like to sing when i work like if i'm running on a treadmill i like to sing but i can't because i'm in a gym so i have to like mouth the lyrics you know right. like it sounds kind of it sounds kind of fun actually
1: right right i love that i also like the gwyneth paltrow instagram that photo that she and lady gaga took last year together
0: yeah though i thought that was kind of funny because I was like that's from last year you know right but I guess it's kind of like how it's when it's someone's birthday you find a photo of them but it's like she's really trying to like get herself into this moment
1: I know <laughs> how can she wedge herself into that relevance of the Super Bowl were there any other fun pop culture moments that happened during the game
0: I think the only other one that I really loved was Giselle in the audience which as someone from Boston and a longtime Patriots fan. Giselle and Tom are an important couple for me. (laughs) And she let loose. First of all, I loved her attire, which was just this loose blue jean kind of button. Like, it looked like what I would wear, you know, if I was like a Sunday and I was doing errands and knew no one was gonna see me. She just was like so low key. And when they won, she celebrated, like you've never seen anyone celebrate, which is like insane, maniacal screaming, which is totally understandable because the Patriots came from way behind to win but while she was doing this she was taking a selfie while spinning and shouting and screaming and it was so euphoric that it was almost like uncomfortable to watch (laughs) it was so powerful and i was just like where is this video going i don't even know what you do with a video like that it should go in the louvre or something
1: i love that she just wore this worn like chambray button down (laughs) because i imagine (laughs) when you've been to like 50 Super Bowls.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she's just like, oh, yeah, I guess I have to stop in. Also, like, the morning of, she went to some space museum with her kids. For her, this was just like a weekend out of town. <laughs> it was like, no big.
1: I can't believe I forgot that you're from Boston. You were, of course, probably cheering on the Patriots. Did you have money riding on the game or anything? Were you texting with no, your family? But my,
0: my parents are even bigger Patriots fans than I am. And the Patriots were losing by, like, 21 points or 18 points at the halftime. And um, my dad changed his clothes. And that's why the Patriots won.
1: Oh, of course. (laughs) That's official. That's actually
0: why they won. It's not like a theory. (laughs) Did you watch any of the commercials?
1: I did see the one Amy Adams. Uh, What was that even a commercial for? It was like 20 different stars.
0: Yeah, Tina Fey, Viola Davis. What was it for though? They were like all in their high school yearbook. That was a weird ad. And that's a great example of an ad I don't think is that effective. I probably shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this. If they're like sponsoring this podcast (laughs) but you don't know till the end what it is and it has nothing to do with what happened in the ad i think it was a car
1: unless it's seared into our unconscious and later today we're just going to go on like ford's website for no reason
0: there weren't a lot of good celebrity ads justin timberlake was in one which was okay
1: what was his for
0: it was actually like kind of cute ish it was um i forget who it was some celebrity was singing bye 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 like an older celebrity. And then he just doesn't say anything. And then they put out the name of the product is by.
1: It sounds like a terrible commercial. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, explaining a commercial like this, like as a plot summary, I feel like really any artistry that you couldn't, you know, assign to it beforehand is definitely removed after that point. And then Justin Bieber was in this terrible T-Mobile ad where he just jumped around and you could tell he had no idea why he was even there. And it was had him reading cue cards. Wow, Not great. One of the other celebrities that was in an ad that I actually saw this morning was the best reviewed ad for Kia was Melissa McCarthy. And she like had this big moment on Saturday Night Live playing Sean Spicer, Donald Trump's press secretary, and Kristen Stewart hosted this episode. Did you watch the monologue? I thought it was so great.
1: It was so good. And to tie it in even more, Kristen Stewart played Giselle in one of the skits.
0: Oh my God. You're totally right. I've forgotten about that. And she did a great Giselle, I thought.
1: I know. I am still blown away that Kristen Stewart is that good. I would have never expected that she would be such a great Saturday Night Live host.
0: And I was wondering after, because I thought she was one of the better hosts I've seen recently. I almost feel like it's because of the expectation you have of her, that she's like above it all, icy, too cool for school. But they
1: did a good job of poking fun at that in the monologue.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then I felt like she really came into this sort of presence. I feel like because of the expectations, it was even more powerful. You were like, wow, Kristen. Yeah, exactly. It poked fun at herself in a way that was really awesome.
1: I know. I am a little disappointed, though, that Donald Trump hasn't commented on the monologue at all.
0: I loved in the monologue. She like read all the times Donald Trump has tweeted about her and Donald Trump's obviously tweeted about SNL so many times. But maybe it's almost like he's tweeted about her so many times there's nothing else he can say.
1: Right, but I thought it was very cool of her because she didn't have anything to promote, really, when doing this, right?
0: I was wondering the same thing. I think Personal Shopper... Didn't you guys see it at Cannes last year?
1: Yes, it's been out for a really long time.
0: Somewhere in her monologue, she mentioned it, and then they showed a commercial for it, so I don't know.
1: But for as much as she loves her privacy and everything, I thought it was very cool that she also brought up Robert Pattinson.
0: Yeah, and like for the first time ever, called herself gay, which is a big deal. She has never referenced that in any way, I think, publicly in that kind of straightforward of a manner. She seemed more comfortable, didn't she? I was kind of just like, wow, she seems really glowing. The way like a bride looks or something.
1: Right, because she's (laughs) normally so fidgety, even in interviews. But she was really, she came into her own on that stage.
0: Yeah, I really, really liked that. She made fun of Twilight, Robert Pattinson. Just things she never would have ever done before.
1: And she looked incredible.
0: Yeah, looked great. I don't know what was going on, but her like whole style and look and hair and makeup... She was like definitely just styled and I don't know what it was going on. And maybe the biggest sign here is that if you're internally happy, you look great.
1: Oh my gosh, Josh, that's such a deep (laughs) takeaway. I don't think I saw that at all in any of the SNL recaps this weekend.
0: (laughs) No one was writing about her inner beauty was reflected in her like smoky eye glamour or whatever. Did you see the Melissa McCarthy sketch?
1: Yes, it was so incredible. And Sean Spicer, didn't he react to it?
0: Yeah, what did he say? He was like, I think he might have said something like she should dial it down.
1: you were right. He said that he thought McCarthy could, quote unquote, could dial back a bit. Although he found the show to be really funny.
0: Oh, he did say that?
1: He said that she needs to, oh, that was not what I needed to hear right now. He said that she needs to slow down on the gum chewing way too many pieces in there. So I don't know if that's him thinking he's funny analyzing it.
0: Yeah, I feel like he thought that was like a joke, you know. I hope this means she does the opposite of dial it down. I thought it was great. She like goes for it so intensely. It was like a tour de force. So we need to talk about Megan, as always.
1: We need to talk about Megan. And my favorite morning ritual is when I wake up to a text message from Josh with a link that includes (laughs) Megan Markle at some point in it, because I know it's going to be a really good day. This is one of those mornings. I
0: feel like it's evolved over time where I send sometimes not even commentary, just five exclamation points or like, Stop! (laughs) <laughs> or, like, what is she doing? I feel like they've gotten increasingly, like, manic over time as the relationship with them has progressed. So have my deranged Meghan Markle morning text.
1: And it is progressing at a pretty rapid clip, which brings us to the latest.
0: Yeah, we thank everyone who's tweeted us. I love getting tweets from people because we usually now, the chain usually goes, I find out from Twitter, then I send it to Julie or you know, the other way around. But I feel like you guys are always on top of Megan stuff, which is amazing. So first, they held hands last week. Right. Which was so weird to me that this became such a story, that they were seen for the first time holding hands. I don't know why this put me over the edge, because obviously (laughs) everything they're doing is being intensely monitored. The obsession over the fact that they were seen holding hands was kind of creepy, you know? Do you know
1: when were William and Kate first photographed holding hands?
0: Oh, that's a really good question, actually. I'm not sure. But I feel like it was probably eight years in. (laughs) Like, I feel like everything William and Kate did was so gradual and so deliberate following the protocol. I don't know. I guess everything's happening at warp speed with Harry and Meghan, but... I was like hand holding. would we like in eighth grade that this is such a big deal? Well, oh,
1: right, but the royal family is very averse to PDA.
0: I'll give you that—that's true. For a royal family situation, this is a lot. This is a lot. But also very noticeable was that only Harry was wearing a beanie, not Meghan. Oh, because the first time we saw each other, there—if it was the first time we saw each other—yeah, we did not see them. <laughs> but because otherwise, I'd have a restraining order against me. But the first time they were seen photographed, they're both wearing beanies which was kind of strange going to the theater together and now just harry had one so do you read anything into that julie i
1: didn't did you <laughs> well i don't know
0: why wasn't megan wearing their matching beanie look
1: maybe she forgot one like when we went to sushi park and you forgot yours and i had mine on my head ready to go oh
0: <laughs> or when um wait wasn't there someone we were talking about a sundance who had forgotten a beanie kristen
1: stewart case too
0: yeah Oh my gosh, this is all coming together again. I
1: know. I should really start some sort of charitable beanie foundation.
0: <laughs> I think the message of this whole thing is Julie Miller should be walking around with a bag of beanies. <laughs> In case me or Kristen Stewart or Meghan Markle happens to come near her beanie so you can be ready to go i will be there okay wait so what about this can you explain what this happened with this ring today
1: so i went to the daily mail and now she's wearing a monogrammed ring that it says h on it and of course daily mail has the photos of megan she's walking around in london with her beanie that she found
0: oh she she's wearing the beanie in these
1: but she's alone back
0: to beanie the megan markle story <laughs>
1: She was out in London. Apparently, Harry and Meghan have, quote-unquote, practically moved in together. She was walking around. She had just bought flowers at a farmer's market, as you would do if you were Meghan Markle. (laughs) And she was wearing a ring that had an H on it. And, of course, they have the crazy zoom-in lens with all the different On that
0: H. That H was so zoomed in on. But I was trying to look. It's hard to figure out. I mean, it's definitely an H, I guess. But like the Daily Mail, that's some intense Zoom work. And it's still a little fuzzy to me. It's
1: still kind of a leap because to me, it almost looked like it was a crown or something. I'm going to pull it up again.
0: A crown? Like the crown Harry is going to wear when she's queen and he's king. (laughs) Equally as bizarre. Right. Wait, our producer just had a really important question here. What finger was it on? Do we know?
1: Leave it a lot to ask the important questions while we are contemplating whether <laughs> we're or not like we had we're, a beanie.
0: <laughs> we're like fixated on this beanie. I wish you guys could see right now, Julie is actually like recreating the pose <laughs> to try to ascertain what finger the ring is on by putting her hands up in the air. What finger is it?
1: It's on her right ring finger. Er. Oh, this wait is it
0: is are we breaking a big scoop here no no no. Oh.
1: left left is the marriage oh when like, like the, the... Finger. i don't even know the finger name i'm such a disgrace <laughs> to women to like early 30 something women everywhere that i don't even know this
0: oh you mean so you mean the pointer finger it's the one next to the pinky what is this
1: <laughs> this is the saddest stretch of audio tape ever recorded <laughs> Our producer, Alana, just did a speedy Wikipedia search and realized that in some cases... I managed to
0: get more information like in the three seconds than we could in like 40 minutes.
1: In her Wikipedia search, she read that in some cases, when women are engaged, they wear a ring on their left finger, but when they're married, they move it to their right, which this is a fantastic conspiracy theory.
0: Wait, so what we're basically saying here, and, if you, and we, I totally understand if you're not following, but if you are, is that she could be married, right?
1: She could be married, but this whole Daily Mail article is a really much a leap of faith. It's called Meghan Markle makes a bold declaration of her love for Prince Harry.
0: Another point, but I actually feel like this could be easily refuted, too. Is, is it just an Hermes ring and the H is just the brand hermes
1: daily mail says it's impossible to miss the h but they literally are zooming in to just her hand and i still can't find it so
0: no matter what whoever made it if it was made before if she had it personalized she knows what she's doing i guess right but like here's the other thing why is she buying the flowers can't she send out like a palace aid to get her flowers Though I guess with her whole lifestyle thing, she probably wants to. Knowing her, she needs to like pick out the exact right scent for her potpourri box or whatever.
1: I love that Josh gets worked up. He thinks this is her kind of aggressively <laughs> rubbing in the fact that she's dating Harry by going out, <laughs> getting flowers, courting these photographers, and wearing a ring. clearly. And
0: flashing an H ring. I mean, Julie, you're and you're giving her. You're acting like this is so little Miss Innocent.
1: Well, it's because I can't make out the H. But if it does say H, you said you saw it, right?
0: Well, okay. Also, this is a a track record now because she also famously wore a necklace with an M and an H dangling from it. So perhaps it's part of a collection.
1: Well, it seems bold to me because there's no timeline in life where Prince Harry ordered that, right? Like, I feel like that was definitely Megan's doing.
0: Yeah. I, well, it's also confusing to me. Like, wouldn't you think it was strange if Ryan bought you an R ring? Right. That's not a thing, is it? I've never met anyone who walks around with a ring with the first letter of their boyfriend's name on it.
1: Also, if you're at the stage in coupledom where marriage is on the table and he were to give me just a ring that's not an engagement ring with like an R, I'd be pissed.
0: Yeah, like, oh, this isn't a wedding ring, but this is just so you can remember who you're dating. In the meantime. I agree. So I think she made it. Or she definitely, I feel like, somehow knew that this was going to be a story.
1: Right. I just wish that she would spend as much attention to her Instagram as she spent to making these trips for organic flowers with, like, monogram jewelry.
0: When we hire our In the Limelight intern, one of their jobs is going to be just continually commenting on her most recent Instagram, asking her to post more. Because, like, this is getting crazy. No press for Suits, no Twitter, no Instagram.
1: I'm really curious what her fate is going to be on Suits. Like, is Suits going to move production to London?
0: After your first episode, were you intrigued to watch another?
1: I sure wasn't. (laughs) But I might consider it because I've heard from a few family members that they're obsessed with it and have been like all in from the beginning.
0: Yeah, no, I'm actually very interested to see what's going to happen. I feel like she's not going to be, well, I don't know. I can't tell if she's going to try to now maybe, maybe she'll transition to like art house movies or something. Maybe she'll stay acting, but just kind of transition out of cable procedural into like you know, the next David O. Russell movie, <laughs> like, you know?
1: Right. Or like Angelina Jolie.
0: Jolie style. Directed like Netflix. Yes. Like something with like an important message about, you know, the world. Ah. Oh. Well, until next time, we will be, you know, Megan really provides it such a steady clip here that a week goes by and it's a whole new scenario.
1: Please let us know what you think about the ring. Is she's aggressively yeah. trying to rub it into all of us that she is Harry and we don't.
0: And like, what were these flowers for? Why did she need to go buy them? <laughs> like, you are the,
1: the... <laughs> really bent out of shape about this
0: this flower situation also like i looked at that daily mail post she's looking at those flowers for at least 10 minutes no one's ever looked at flowers for that long right so, like they keep shooting her from different angles looking at the flowers
1: i know and we don't see her actually going out to get more practical items like going to the drugstore <laughs> to get i don't know
0: yeah so clearly she's there's certain things she can send the aides to do
1: right but she doesn't want to seem be seen with like a plastic <laughs> bag of like q-tips <laughs>
0: But those like whimsical flowers, she's right there, H ring and toe.
1: Very on brand.
0: Well, that does it for this week's episode of In the Limelight. Thank you guys so much for listening. And please remember, rate, review us on iTunes. It really helps us find new listeners. We really appreciate it.
1: Also, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at InTheLimelight to further discuss these subjects, offer your feedback, and tell us if you would wear a ring with the first letter of your boyfriend's name on it. You can follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller.
0: And I'm at Jay Duboff. And we also have an Instagram, which you should follow as well, at In the Limelight Pod. This episode was edited and produced by Alana Milner. Thanks to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you next week.